There we go. Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. Uh, no resemblance to any uh, human living uh, or dead. Anyway, New Zealand has a reputation for some of the best lamb in the world. Now a new breed of sheep is being trialled with attributes that include a huge rear end, meaning bigger roasts on those fat bottom girls with less fat. The trial comes at a time of a huge drop in sheep numbers in New Zealand, which once had 70 million sheep. That's 22 for every person. Sue Ahern spoke to Canterbury farmer Blair Gallagher about his new breeding program with Beltex sheep. This is Sue Ahern. I'm in mid-Canterbury in New Zealand and I'm with Blair Gallagher who's uh, just sold his first, um, or had his first sale of rams from a new breed called Beltex, which is new to New Zealand. Blair, welcome to the program. Thank you, Sue. Could you tell us about the Beltex? Um, what's the background and how did you come to bring them into New Zealand? Um, probably tried, uh, interested, interested us probably 12 years ago. And we looked at the um, rationale about bringing them in and the attributes of the breed, but unfortunately the, there was a five year, three to five year quarantine at the time and it was going to cost around about $3 million, so we lost interest. And um, recently the New Zealand government, or MPI, have actually freed up the protocols around quarantine, but we certainly had to go through 15 different health tests and quite vigorous um, isolation. Um, so we had that opportunity two years ago and we implanted our first embryos into recipient Perindole ewes uh, last year and result of that we had our first sale yesterday, ram lamb sale. So how did it go? Um, yeah, I think overall exceptionally well. Um, we had about 300 people attended the sale and um, the pures probably didn't, quite reach expectations. We felt they might have sold a little bit better, but the Suffolk Cross uh, uh, ram lambs, uh, they, they went exceptionally well. In fact, so, so much so that um, I think we got a top $15,000. Um, there was another one around about twelve, another one at 11800 and they surpassed some of the previous records set for crossbred ram lambs in New Zealand. So what are the attributes of the Beltex? Why are they so good? Um, well, they're certainly in demand in the UK because they, they are a, basically a double muscle texel. They've got quite a low fat con content compared with other terminal, si terminal breeds. In fact, half the amount of fat, quite high intramuscular fat, and a very, very high killing up percentage from uh, live weight to uh, dead weight. But also on the CT scans we did, they on the meat to bone ratio extremely high. So um, round about, well, all the pures averaged over seventy seven percent, and the and the higher ones were over eighty. So you've got eighty percent meat to twenty percent bone, which is a pretty high ratio. So the butchers certainly um, uh, pay a fifteen or twenty percent premium in the UK to get them. And the three companies that specialise in exporting whole chilled carcass form directly into Europe, and they command those premiums for, for those carcasses. So, so what does this mean for New Zealand farmers? Well, I think what it means is that um, at, at the moment, a, um, an average sheep would probably kill out around about 53%. Um, when they introduced the Texel, it brought up to around about 48% killing out percentage. 
and the Baltics will increase that almost another 8% to 56-57% killing our percentage. So conversion of grass to meat, um, huge advantages there, and um, also in carcass conformation through the loin and the leg. Um, big increases in meat there. So for the consumer, I mean, eventually when this gets to the market, you know, what will it mean for someone who's going to buy meat at the butcher? What's, what are they going to get? Well, they're certainly going to get um, certainly succulent meat. There won't be as, you're not paying as much for the... You pay a lot for fat, which um, they've only got half the amount of fat. And, of course, you're getting a lot more value because you've got more meat on the, on the carcass. So that's probably the biggest, um, and they're certainly in demand by the butchers. Butchers love them in the UK, so um, they can't get enough of it. So that tells me that the consumers um, are dictating what what the the the, uh, the difference in the premium they're paying for that meat, and they're prepared to pay that. Do you see this um, being exported to Australia as well from New Zealand, perhaps? Um, it would be nice. At the moment, the protocols don't allow us to do that. Um, the Australian government have got very strict protocols around scrapie and the import and the risk of that, but uh, under all the um, uh, scientific research we've got, uh, tells us there's no danger of any scrapie importation through embryos or, or semen. So hopefully they might free that protocol up. And what about, the, I mean, is it going to take some time before, you know, these become accepted in the New Zealand market and you market the campaign or market this new meat, uh, you know, a, a better sort of lamb, a, a bigger, a much bigger leg? I think, yes, it will. Um, this is very much at the infancy stage. And I think that was reflected a little bit in the sale yesterday and the fact that um, we probably didn't command quite a premium for the purebreds because they are quite different. They're very, they're not a big sheep, but they're very, very muscly and meaty. But the buyers could see the potential and, and they felt more comfortable in the crossbreds. So, and that was very much reflected in price yesterday. So until we get some real numbers in New Zealand, it's going to be hard to extract extra value, but, but it's not going to be hard to ramp it up. Even on the rams we sold yesterday, potentially we've got four and a half, five thousand lambs on the ground. Next year, we're doing another big embryo and insemination program this season, so that'll ramp it up again, and um, the numbers will build quite quickly. So, what's your background? How did you um, come to have an interest? Um, well, I, my background is we, we run a sheep and beef property here, around about ten thousand stock units. We've got a fully recorded Perindale stud, which is a Cheviot Romney, um, 800 stud ewes, a Cheviot stud, and another breeding program with a, another company called Growbulk, which is basically a Romney uh, pole dorset Texel cross, and we put an infusion of Perindales into those. So I have got an interest in genetics, and it's about improving what we've got already. With the Beltics, what what is the background of where do they come from and um, who developed this this extra large rump? So so originally they're from Belgium and they were exported and imported into the UK about eighteen twenty years ago, and 
but the, the textiles that came into New Zealand and Australia didn't have the double muscling gene. So, so um, there's obviously been a line of textiles that had this gene of double muscling and they have been developed from there. So that, that line is called the Beltex, Belgium textile. So what do they look like, can you describe, compared um, with a normal sheep? Well, compared with a textile, they're not as, they're not as big. Um, they're very, very uh, muscly. Um, they've got incredible conformation. Probably a little bit smaller, but more compact. Um, and yeah, probably quite different to, to look at, really. And as a consumer, did, I mean, did, when you were in Britain, did you try, try them? Uh, I haven't personally tried the meat, but um, we, we've had two pretty fleeting visits to the UK, um, uh, all, all probably a week apart, or a week, not a week apart, a week total. So we've covered one end of the country to the other, sourcing rams, sourcing new, new ewes. So no, in essence, no, I haven't tried the meat. <laughs> We'll look forward to trying. Yes, we'll look forward to trying. We haven't got enough nut. They're too valuable at the moment to, to to kill one. Yeah. So how long, what's the wait before it gets to the stage where it's uh, commercially available? Uh, I think commercially available next year, um, but obviously in smaller numbers. But I think two years' time, three years' time, we'll have quite big numbers around. Right. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, thank, thank you, uh, Sue. Thank you. That was uh, Sue Ahern speaking with Canterbury sheep farmer Blair Gallagher. You're listening to The Travel Writers Show on Air 87.8 FM. And we've just got to thank Hertz for providing transport for Sue. Well, she paid, but we got mates' rates. Uh, they're very helpful with media. Uh, to go and do that story in uh, Canterbury when she was in New Zealand uh, recently. So... Uh, Thank you, Hertz.